0: And We're back. I think that's how I'm going to keep starting these. I don't know what it was. forgot where I got it from is what it is. <laughs> I don't know how else to start these uh, without being super awkward. So that's what we're going to be going with. Appreciate everybody that's already in the chat. I see my guy on Dream always here nice and early. James McGinnis saying new sub to your channel. Enjoyed the breakdowns last night on Contender Series. Some great insights appreciate the love my friend i on dream saying yep i shouldn't have gotten greedy with the props and just went through with your straight money line picks probably would have made a good amount still with just those two dogs yeah i so i went two and one on the contenders series last night but you know the the bane of my record continues to fuck me and that's the props right i i had the uh 1.2 units on the under two and a half in the gomez and amanda fight and that comes back and bites me i gotta i gotta get away from those man i I really do i keep saying it week after week that i gotta stop betting props stop betting parlays and i keep getting caught with my hand in the cookie jar whereas you know straight picks absolutely smashing it on those as of late so gotta stay true to those gotta stick with those because they are my um They're my bread and butter, honestly. Um, Right now, it's straight picks, plus 47.38 units, 4% ROI. And that's all the way back since way back. Gustafson versus Teixeira was my first ever tracked event. (laughs) Yeah. Straight picks is the way to go plus 2.95 units last night not bad um there was something i wanted to touch on ah so i it came across me the other day or at least yesterday and i think in particular with the uh the main event last night from uh which with uh Mick Parkin i can't tell if he's going with Mick or Michael I believe it's Mick now, but with the Parkin and Neves fight, you know I think a lot of people, they they just look at odds and then just automatically go with the guy that's favored, right? They'll look at, oh, Neves is a minus 200 favorite here. That must mean that the three knockout wins that he has on LFA sub one minute should be enough for him to go out there and beat a guy. And Marco Parkin, who hasn't really faced the best competition, we have got to look deeper than that. you got to look at the tape. you got to look at how these guys actually look getting the job done. And take into consideration, what if Nevis doesn't land that big bomb early? Does he still get the win? Big question marks there, right? Um, possibly the same thing with uh, Wong Kim and Simon, right? Auto bets on the Wong Kim side because people aren't able to find footage on Simon. Doesn't make sense to me. Do not play chalk if you are uncertain about the other side. If you try to take an underdog shot in it, okay, sure, make it, I I can understand that. But playing chalk on on you know a guy that's considered a solid favorite at minus 200, minus 220, and there's just not much out there on the other guy, it doesn't make sense. What it reminds me of is like Norma Dumont, right? Everybody rushing to the betting window to fade Norma Dumont against uh, Ashley Evan smith or with Ashley Evansmith, and Evan smith ends up fumbling the bag that night. Got to be careful about those spots. So yeah, I was happy with those reads. What I'll always tell people to do when you're researching, especially the contender series, especially when you know nothing about these guys, pull up the tape at next, shout out to the tape at next once again, and just start watching their fights from oldest to most recent. And then compare the two, you know, the each opponent against each other. And then come up with your own line. Think of what you think the line would be based on what you just ingested. Then connect the dots with everything else. Connect the dots with the record, connect the dots with where they train, um, what the odds are, all that stuff. Then let it then let yourself figure out which side you want to bet on. You know what I mean? Create the line before you actually see the odds yourself and then see. Like I legit thought Parkin and Neves was gonna be a pick em fight. And even if it was a pick em fight, I start I still would have gone with the Parkin side because he just looked better on tape to me. You know what I mean Neves, you can't just look at the last three fights and be like this guy has fucking three quick knockouts on LFA, but but people fail to realize also those uh let me just pull it up here, Eduardo Neves. Those uh those LFA fights were in Brazil. Where you're still having, you know, it's like the glorified, you know, regional scene down there pretty much. It's the glorified jungle fight because it's LFA, right? Everybody's so familiar with LFA. Um, it's not like he came to America and fought these other big heavyweights in, in America. He's fighting these other heavyweights down in Brazil. The guy that he beat last one and one right I was one and all going into that fight again don't take too much from the level of competition either look at what you see inside the uh cage you know uh, another one that comes to mind is Ehor Patoria, right i was one of the guys that was saying look at the level of uh, opposition that he's going up against of course he's going to smoke these guys but i'm not paying minus whatever the fuck you whore was at in that fight i took the underdog money on nikolai who's actually had legitimate competition he's going up against and has shown us solid paths to victory here we go all right let's get back into the chat i again i always like to start with a little bit of a rant a little bit of a just a just something to get the chat populated a bit and then we can move on from topic to topic from there. Shout out to the classic MMA lock of the night mug. Shout out to my mother-in-law for making that. All right. Nathan's saying, what do you think Ferg's path to victory versus Leech is? Were you saying, by the way, everything good? Yes, sir. Appreciate the love. And appreciate you asking for me as well. Um, volume, possible submissions, stay away from the, uh, you know, the big strikes. I would I would recommend people go, go back and watch Tony Ferguson versus Rafael Dos Anos. Like, that is a way that Ferguson can win decisions. Volume, control. You know, he's not always just this wacky guy where he relies on submissions off of his back. I definitely won't be paying, you know, minus 400 on Li Liang in that fight. He should go out there and get that win, but I don't know. Shout out to Aaron Quillis for the $10 donation. Break off some bread for luck. If you cash on his insights, thanks, bud. Most profitable Dana White contenders. And here I am saying that I wouldn't have... You know, I don't normally bet contender series. That was only the second card that I've bet on since the second season of contender series. I'm not, I don't want to get on this gambler's high and continue to just pound Danaway contender series spots. But if I feel pretty damn good about some of these spots, I'm going to pull the trigger. I will say, uh, just coming off that high that I was on, you know, I did start researching the next contender series card. And I've only researched the main event there between Jose Enrique and Yusaki Kinoshita. Kinoshita, minus 190. Not too bad of a spot. I think the kid's talented. Should be fun. Uh, I'll be... uh, Right now, I'm actually... Like, before I hopped on here, I actually was starting on the tape index for the Contenders Series Week 7. So uh, that should be released, hopefully, in the next 24 hours or so on the tape index. And then I'm going to get back into uh, studying on this fifth uh, or next week's contender series as well. But appreciate the dono as well, my friend, honestly. Nathan saying contender series was nasty for underdogs last night. Yes, I believe it was only in the first fight where the, the favorite actually ended up winning. Sanson's boulevard saying gr- great work last night. God damn it. Get your words together, Locke. God. All right, let's try this again. Great work last night, Locke. stop. hope everyone is having a great day. Appreciate the love, my friend. Lajon Dream Singh Simon looked freaking great. That kid got a right future slow start, but he managed to really pick up his uh his output. And I think he could sense that Wong Kim was starting to uh fade. So shout out to Simon. Looking forward to what he brings to the table in the UFC. Buffo on the beat. Always great to see as well, my friend. Elajon Dream Singh Parkin made that dude look like an amateur too. Yeah, that rear really could choke. Just slap that shit on. Dude had nothing, no idea what the fuck to do. Corey Yipo saying, Simon isn't saying good for 21 years old. I can't wait for his debut. Hopefully they bring him on nice and slowly, right? Like there's no need to rush this guy's uh, ascent. Sansan saying, future is bright flyweight. Nice to see new prospects like Simon and Mokaev. Yes, sir. Contender series has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks, right? Some legit prospects. Some other guys that are going to be good fades in the UFC so far so good west coast saying what are your thoughts on the contender contender fights last night they're great you know i made some good money um don't know what else to say <laughs> i thought they were great good fights some good prospects as well james mckinnon saying i used to research fights to say and watch every fight both been in uh come up with odds then look if it's off there's value bingo Best way to do it. Nathan saying Simon is a definition of a proper UFC prospect. I agree. Lajon Dream saying wonder who they will match Simon up against. Uh, hopefully they you know they take their time, like I said. No need to rush it. You know what? Let's see. Um Let me pull up the UFC flyweight division and see where they could possibly start this kid off with. I'm oh, sorry, he's a a 135er. He is not a flyweight. He is a bantamweight. So let's pull up the uh, let's pull up the active 135ers filter. Active filter Bantamweight. All right. Um man. Maybe like a, a Demond Black Shear? Maybe a use of Zalal. Um, Quickly loading up some more here. Um, Fernie Garcia that wouldn't be a you know a bad spot, especially considering that Fernie is a contender series product himself. Brady High Stand, if they're still you know having that guy around. Um, Trevin Jones, but I think Jones has a fight set up. Martinez, if Martinez is still in the UFC. Kevin Atividad. Johnny Munoz. so Some decent fights. Vince Morales as well. A couple guys that you could possibly give him. Uh, James McGarrett saying, it's very time-consuming to watch every fight, though. Finding them, too, if they're obscure, slash on YouTube. That is why you need the tape index, my friend. Um, Tape index, pretty much we put we do the hard work for you guys. We search far and wide on the web to try to find all the fights for upcoming UFC events, UFC, or sorry, uh, series, Bellator, PFL, and we just line it up so that you guys can just, you know, all you have to do is click on the fights, and um, that's all you need to do to research the fights. Pull up Tape Index, and we have all the links for you guys right there. You can just click on them and go right into the fight. So that's why the tip index is as hot as it currently is. John saying thanks as usual for the content. Thank you as well. John saying 280 best card I've ever seen. Can't wait. Hopefully it lives up to it as well. Sanson Spilofar saying initial thoughts on Negomariano Mariano versus Alberg. Big step up for Alberg. seemingly. If you give me a good enough line on Negomariano, Mariano, I will be taking a shot on him he definitely be outstruck in this fight, but I believe in his ability to mix up the ground game, take Ulberg to the ground, and really grind him out. So hopefully they can give us some plus money on Negu there. Otherwise, I'm completely fine with passing on it. Problem Kid saying, I hate when I work during the lives. Good plays on Simon and Parkin. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the love. Glad that you're able to still pull it in here. Lajon Dream saying, Mick was tapping Dana to look. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Prison Mike saying, who would have bet Kim uh, at those odds? Those who took him could have had profits last night and couldn't have profited last night, noobs. Uh, you know, I don't blame anybody taking a shot on Kim. The kid looked good on on tape. But, like, playing him at a certain line, you know, if you're getting minus 150, sure. But, like, I thought once they start to reach minus 200, that it was getting out of whack. So uh don't want to shit on anybody too much. That was taking Wong Kim there. Simon seems to be the truth. Matthew Campbell saying, do you think the UFC will end up signing Amanda? He seemed like to like her and give her the win money. Yeah, apparently she said that she she said, don't give me the win money. Give me a contract. And he's like, get a couple more wins and you'll be right back in the UFC. Trust me. So I don't think he gives her a contract right away. Maybe she gets another win or two. Maybe they bring her into LFA or something. And she'll be able to get her shot after that. Josh Benedict saying, Simon needs to hit the body with punches, head hunting too much. I agree. You know, I, I liked how active he was with his leg kicks. Let's give him some credit out on that. But working the body a little bit would be nice too. But hey, can you really complain? The guy actually uh, got the win last night. LaJuan Dream saying, can you buy the UFC event posters? I kind of want to buy the 279 one. Uh, I think you can go on to the UFC's website and purchase it there, if I'm not mistaken. Why? house Troll? Checking in. What's good luck? Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by as well. Corey Yipo saying if Simon was a flyway, he'd look like he'd fight at Auschwitz. That's true. <laughs> uh, MMA betting prodigy. Appreciate you stopping by here. He's saying next week's Dana White contender series is very good. He's saying Blake Builder versus Alex Morgan is a great fight. I am very familiar with uh, Alex Morgan, considering that he's a Canadian and fighting out of that Montreal scene. Um again I've only I've only taped the first fight. I've only taped uh, or at least the main event I should say between the Japanese kid and the um I wanna say Brazilian kid. Um let me pull it up here real quick. Funnily enough, actually uh, again, like I said, I was putting together um, I was putting de- uh, together the index for week seven contender series. And the main event is actually a fight it is between two Brazilians who actually competed before against each other. Um, So this is a rematch weird that they're doing it on the contender series is what it is. But yeah, week six, I've only looked into a keynote sheet, versus Jose Enrique and I'm liking the Kinoshita side there so far. He opened up minus 140 got pushed to minus 190. Let's see if money comes in at all on, on Enrique. Kid is big. You know, s- 6 foot 5 welterweight. I saw him actually compete at middleweight in his last fight so he's going to be going down to welterweight in this fight and just Quickly looking over his record, it's actually going to be his first time fighting down at 170 pounds. So having a six foot five mofo fighting at 170 pounds, that's going to be interesting. One to see his what his weighing will look like, and two how he'll actually end up performing. The guy does train out of Novo Uniao as well, so you'll see Andre Pedner is likely in his in his corner there. But the kid's young, very young. Uh, I believe he's 19 or even even 20 years old. So. Keep your eye on him, but I think he actually ends up losing. Zach Johnson saying that's a solid on the South African, yes sir. Happy to catch that there. Nathan saying Bryce Mitchell should call out Evilev, How you see that fight playing out? I lean Evloev, man. I don't think Evilev will get stifled by that Bryce Mitchell grappling. I think he'll be able to work out of those bad positions and then pretty much beat him up everywhere else. I would love to see it, and I think we'd get decent odds on Evloev as well. Betting Prodigy saying, yep, Morgan, very well-known Canadian fighter. Who are you taking in the main event? I'm going with the Japanese kid. Betting Prodigy saying, Japanese kid got a brutal stomp KO on Risen, I believe. He did, but he he actually got DQ'd in that fight. He lost that fight because what he ended up doing was he held the cage while he was foot stomping the shit out of this guy. Like he foot stomped him out cold, but uh, he was holding the cage while he was foot stomping him. So he actually got DQ'd in that fight. But it seemed like he was going on to win that fight anyway. Prison Mike saying Sean O'Malley was scared of Simon's cardio. I was there in the crowd. I could feel the energy. Bring Sean in to announce Coleman, but show him young 21-year-old stud Simon in the same weight class. (laughs) Uh. Simon's got a future. Simon's got a future. Mr. Jingo saying thanks lock for parking in Simon last night. I hit on all four dogs' biggest container contender series yet. 0.8U hit for three U total. Nice. I'd love to see it, man. Good shit. MPTV saying, Do you think Nate Diaz almost win over Leon Edwards, make him look less vulnerable against Hamzat now that Edwards is champion of that division? I don't think so, man. I think Hamzat still fucking goes out there and smashes him. I don't think it makes a change at all. Like Nate Diaz's takedown defense is not good. Not good at all. <laughs> He's going to wreck him. He's going to absolutely wreck him. If he doesn't finish that fight inside the distance, I'd be fucking traumatized. Lajon Dream saying, I just rewatched Hamza Yems- yesterday. That fight was a lot closer than I remember. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys, almost choked on my uh my spit there for a second but uh yeah i gotta watch that fight back as well you know if you guys remember that was the week that i i road tripped it to saskatchewan so i haven't really been able to watch those fights at ufc what was it 274 i want to call it 274 um the night of volkanovski versus zombie i never really got to watch that with the closest of eyes so um i definitely got to watch that back myself Nathan's saying, also, Kevin Holland versus Shav is way better than Wonderboy. Wonderboy is going to get hurt, man. Uh, is that the fight that's coming to fruition? Is it Holland versus cat Because that'll be a great fight. Love to see it. Def going to buy the 279 poster. Is it because of Hamzat and Diaz on the, on the poster? Is that why? <laughs> Robert Chelo saying it was close, but definitely clear. Um, Sorry, I, I'm wondering which fight you're talking about there, my friend. Corey Epo's saying, what do you think about uh, Team France, probably at like plus 700 for Gantui Fight Night? What is the, let's see which guys he's talking about here. So, uh, Cyril Gant. Let's put this probably together on DraftKings here. Cyril Gan, Um Who else is Team France? Ferris Ziem. Zara Fern, Nasadine Imovov, and Benoit Saint Denis. It's actually plus 1773. You may have missed out on somebody there, but I believe that Zara Fern is French as well. Yeah, that brings it to plus 1773. Not like, again, I've only taped 34 of these fights, but even a couple of those look very uh, sketchy to me. I'm interested to look into this Mihal Figlak guy who's minus 200 against Ferrisium. Very interesting. Uh, Prison Mike saying Mick Parking got my pockets barking. Let's fucking go. Bars from Prison Mike. Nathan Petra saying no I'm saying I'd rather see Holland versus Fight than Shaw Wannaboy. I think Wannaboy is higher ranked and they're, pro- they're trying to move Shaft got up rankings fighting Holland's fighting Holland is backwards UFC won't do it yeah both guys are are on a bit of a run right now right or at least have some hype behind their name I'm talking about Shaft and Holland so I don't see why they would try to stoke the fire on either one of these guys by matching them up with one another so uh I'd love to see it from an entertainment perspective just don't give Wonderboy a a grappler do Wonderboy versus Holland I would love to see that fight instead boy has got to stay away from the grapplers, man. Zach Johnson saying, thoughts on Stoltzfus? Um, I believe he's fighting that German-Russian guy, right? Uh, Abusapian Magomedov. Uh, I know nothing about that guy yet. All I know is that he's a minus 250 favorite. So I'm going to be staying away from that until uh, at least I run the tape, so I don't want to give you too many thoughts on that. Stoltzfus obviously came through last time against Dwight Grant, but... We all know Dwight Grant sucks, right? We all know this. Okay. I think last fight was a perfect example of it. Betting Prodigy saying ton of fighters that have been made factory for UFC Paris. Yes, they are. Interested to see how they perform being in front of their home country. Nathan saying they're trying to make Wonder Boy versus shaftcat I really hope that doesn't come to fruition. My guy, I'm in the chat. Appreciate him always stopping by. MMA betting prodigy saying, amount of debuting fighters on the card is absurd. Some sol- some of solid prospects. Uh, let's see. How many guys are actually debuting here? Well, Taylor Laplace. <clears throat> Laplace and Taha is actually off now. Laplace suffered an injury, but uh, Laplace actually used to fight in the UFC. People may not know this, but he was a UFC fighter, Back in the day. Let me just see if I can pull up his record here for you guys real quick. But this guy has been around for a long time. Uh Taylor, double impact Laplace, 18 and three. But yeah, he went uh, one, two. He went three and one in the UFC. Actually left the UFC after a win. I don't know if they cut him or they just couldn't come to an agreement. But he beat Rocky Lee. Luca Sasaki, Leandro Issa, but in between that, he lost to Eric Perez. Never ended up coming back to the UFC after that. That was between 2015 and 2016. Then he went abroad, and since then, he's gone, what, two, four, six, seven, and one. His only loss to Dennis Lavrentian. Sorry, uh, Lavrentiev. Uh, that guy, you know, highly touted as well. I believe he was supposed to come to the UFC as well, but I think he's had some issues in terms of visa or something like that. But Taylor Laplace, you know, kid's the real deal. He won the TKO title off of Nate Maness. He's beaten Josh Hill. He beat Wilson Hayes on the regional scene as well. So looking forward to his debut. Unfortunately, it's not coming next weekend since he is now off that fight. Um, Other debutants, Michal Figlak. The fact that he's minus 200 should tell us that Maybe yes, some scale coming to the UFC. Looking forward to that. Abusapian, Magomedov. Magomadov. That guy's been scheduled to fight in the UFC for a long time. Looking forward to what he actually brings to the table. Aylin Perez. This chick's minus 240 against Zara Farron. So she might be the real deal as well. And then also Gabriel Miranda coming in on short notice. Or not sorry, um uh, UFC debutante there for Gabriel Miranda as well. I think. Benoit Saint-Denis was actually scheduled to fight somebody else. But yeah, I guess you're right. There's a lot of uh, debutants. Why House shows saying uh, Leon, Allen, and Tom would be a murder lineup for a London card. Too bad Tom is out and no direct opponent for Allen in sight. Leon could handle Masvidal easily. I don't know if Leon beats Masvidal easily. That's a close fight. You know, a lot of people are off the Masvidal train because he's on a three-fight losing streak, but he's lost to Usman twice and Colby Compton. You know, Leon Edwards is a step down from that, in my opinion. And they're both strikers. So, I like... uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd be interested to see what the odds are there. If you give me a decent underdog, price on Masvidal, I'm taking the shot. Let's not discredit Masvidal because, you know, his public perception is not the greatest anymore. The kid can still compete. But yeah, it sucks that Tom's going to be out for a while. But uh Leon title fight would be great. You know, I think the, the UK has been clamoring to have a title fight over there, you know, for the first time in a long time. You know, if we have any uh history UFC history buffs in here, if you can bring up the last time there was actually a title fight in Europe, let me know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Matt R saying Victoria Live Dog or not, in your opinion? I don't think so. I think uh, Robert Whittaker does Robert Whittaker things. Nathan Petra is saying Allen versus Cater is right there. I don't know how the UFC isn't getting it done. Bingo. That's the fight to do. You could easily make that a fight night headliner as well. <clears throat> <clears throat> Betting Prodigy is saying Adriano Moraes. Minus 120 on betonline.ag. I believe he's fighting Demetrius Johnson tomorrow or Friday. So make sure you guys go check that out. I'll be staying away from it. No time to really tape study that one. Zach Johnson saying, I'm calling that dog to hit. That kid brought MG, GM3 into deep waters and Hodolfo. Which kid? Um, Which one are you talking about here, Zach? Mihal Figlak? I don't know. Mr. Jingo saying, uh, sorry, uh, Figlak is not a dog. But please let me know who you're talking about there, Zach. Mr. Jingo Sanghi, Fiziev, UFC 281 thoughts. That would be a great fight. That could be a great fight. Um Adleen Fiziev, just a tad. <clears throat> you know, he seems to be the one with a little bit more durability. Um, possibly the better technical striker. gichi's time may have uh, come to an end. Prison Mike saying, I had a dream that Bam Bam won via DQ and the crowd started throwing baguettes into the ring in protest. Oh, you're hilarious. You are hilarious. I love it. Corey Epo saying, how do you think the wood Jordan fight goes lock? I'm thinking a lot of value in Wood, but I like Jordan a lot. I agree. I think Wood is the spot here as an underdog. I'm going to actually be wearing the tape on that later today. Hopefully I can still get a decent line. But yeah, you know. I think people are getting enamored with the Charles Jordan side of things because he's an entertaining and fun fighter. You know, when he's screaming at guys in the third round, even in fights that he's losing, people get a hard on. People are just like, oh, this guy is legit. But like, let's not forget, he still has some holes in his game. And Nathaniel Wood, you know, a guy that is notoriously minus 500, minus 600 in his fights, we're getting underdog money on him now. So for anybody that was, you know, willingly parlaying, uh, Nathaniel Wood in any of his fights where he's been a giant favorite, you should be salivating right now at the fact that he's an underdog to a guy like Charles Jordan. He could absolutely take advantage of, you know, the grappling holes that Jordan still has in his game. Yeah, I'll be making a decent bet on, on Nathaniel Wood as long as tape continues to uh, look good to me when I finish it later on today. Um, Nathan's saying Gaethje Physio-Stylist is probably the most entertaining matchup. It is. It is. You know, outside of Gaethje Chandler, which we knew delivered as well, that should be a fun fight. Robert Scheller saying, could Vittori pull an Aldo Rob versus Rob? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I could see it happening. It's only three rounds. He's a lot stronger than Whitaker. Whitaker is, the, you know, is, is deceivingly strong as well. Um Better wrestler, better striker. Don't really have to worry about the KO power of Vitori. I don't mind. I don't mind Whitaker, man. Zach Johnson is saying he was referring to Stoltz, who's in better competition. Dude, hasn't looked bad in losses. Yeah, he had, he did drag uh, Vieira and GM3 late into those fights, but got finished in those fights in round three, right? GM3 seems to be a you know a usual suspect in terms of getting a round three finish. But losing to Adolfo Vieira the way that he did, not a good look. I got to look at this Mega Magomed, Medov guy. You know, Stolzfuss is decent, but uh, let's not just base Stoltzfus off of what we saw, you know, against Dwight Grant or even those Vieira and GM3 fights. If this Mega kid looks good, he might be worth the chalk. Robert Charles and held Gino against the fence for a lot of that fight. I can see it. <sighs> Maybe that's the way he wins this fight. I don't know. Korea's saying we need Moose Ivloev in the UFC. He would be an unstoppable light heavy weight. I am not entirely sure who that is. <clears throat> Vittoria by decision is good odds, split decision. And I'd be surprised if Vittoria wins that fight. Nathan Peters saying if Hooker opens up as an underdog, you think there's any value there? Or is this guy about to go on an absolute decline? He should be Claudio. He should be Claudio. If he's an underdog, there should be value on Hooker there. Um, especially now with the back at 155 pounds. I lean Hooker there, but I don't know if I want to trust the guy, to be honest. Matt R saying, my mind says Jordan, but my heart still says Jordane. <laughs> Take Jordan, then, my friend. Take Jordan. Um, Nathan is saying, I parlayed Vittorian Buckley with Gone. And if Ty gets above plus 700, I'm back up parlaying Ty. Hashtag gambler. Hashtag the payout, though. You are a savage degenerate, my friend. Good luck. I don't think it's, though. Zach Johnson saying, watch his last PFL fight. He was dead in 15 ticks. Wow. It has been a while since he's Fox though. Yeah, let me just pull up his record here real quick. 24-4-1, 31 years old. Last fight was December of 2020. So he's coming up on two years of being outside the cage. He was scheduled for three fights so far, or at least two fights since 2020. Pulled out of two of them. Let's see if he actually steps in the cage next week. But uh, but yeah, he lost uh, his last PO fight. He got knocked out by Lewis Taylor. 33 seconds. It's not bad. Like, everybody gets caught every now and then. Usman just got caught, right? He's beating uh, Sadabu C. Um went to a draw against Gasan Umolatov. Uh finished Danilo Villafort. What other names look familiar here? Noah oh he's lost to Andreas Stahl back in 2013. He beat Jason Iari back in 2013. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta I gotta run the tape. The the layoff is a little bit sketchy to me. Let's see. Bad news, bandits saying, How silly, stupid was it for Saldana to not win by Takeo in the first round against Woodson? He had him hurt, hurt. Yeah. Very unfortunate that he did not um, follow up with anything other than a knee to a grounded opponent because he could have won that fight. That sucks. You know, shout out to the people that got saved by that fight going to a draw. <laughs> but I feel bad for Saldana, betters there. Prison Mike saying, Luck, you have a good sense of humor, bro. Love comedy. I love comedy. The 90s thing. do you ever bet on one championships? So I don't totally trust it for betting, but it looks quite good this card. Uh, I don't. You know, I. you guys know my schedule. I have a packed schedule as is. So to introduce other promotions into my breakdowns and, and trying to dedicate time to researching those promotions, I just don't have the time. You know, I want to research content. Sorry, research fights. I want to research fights so that I can drop content for it. That's the whole point for me, right? Content is my number one. That's what I want to do. I want to drop breakdowns. For me to do that, I don't just want to research one fight on a random card and then drop content for it. I want to break down the full card. That's why I don't do Bellator, right? Not often I'll do Bellator. Um, But it's just contender series, UFC, that fills up my schedule enough. Zach Johnson saying it was brutal. It was a bad, bad knockout, I'm sure. Corey Yuba saying, Mozart's older brother, Greco-Olympic gold medalist last year. Absolute tank of a man. Interesting. First time I'm hearing about this guy. Let's see what his uh, topology looks like. Does he have a topology at all? What's his name again? Um... Musa Ivoev. Is there a Musa Ivoev? I guess he hasn't fought in MMA yet, has he? Um, Tyler Rose saying, I can't see a way Danny Henry beats Sakaro How I don't even think minus 400 is that bad. Unfortunately for you, Tyler, I guess you missed the news that Danny Henry is injured and that fight is now off the card. Matt R saying threw through need to the head of a grounded opponent. Bad news. Woodson should have took the dub. Got to play the game. Yes, he did. White House show saying Bobby Knuckles' run to the title was called murder's role for a reason. Vittori might get stopped in his tracks. Bobby Knuckles is still the real deal, and he's still young. He's only thirty-one years old, right? So let's not you know write this guy off yet. And Vittori, you know, he's gotten he's gotten some decent opposition on his run to the title as well but if you want to look back at his run um let's say just you know since his first loss to Israel Adesanya he beats Cesar Ferreira, solid win there he beats a uh, gassed out Andrew Sanchez okay uh mentally defeats Carl Roberson even before getting into the cage beats him there uh Jack Manson you know couldn't get anything done against the the more active Marvin Vittori, Kevin Holland, come on, we 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 all remember that fight, right? And then the Paulo Costa fight—he was fighting a deflated and unmotivated Paulo Costa. This is Robert Whittaker he's dealing with, though, so tough fight. Nandalal Rosiah saying you could hire someone to do the other promotions, then it wouldn't be me doing the breakdowns. That's the that's the bad part about it. <laughs> I want to control as much of what I'm doing As much as possible right I don't want I don't want to pass off work onto other people really I love doing what I do And I need to continue to realize That I can only do So much Corey Epo Saying Woodson cuts too much weight I think his power Looks to marriage. he just looked bad I'll be fading him uh oh I don't know why I keep yawning. I swear I had a good night's sleep. (laughs) I apologize. Um, Yeah, his power looks to me. She just looked bad. I'll be fitting him from here on out. Hilarious. That, like, you know, minus 400, minus 500 in fights and, you know, one bad fight. I guess his Julian Rosa loss was pretty bad, too. I think that just reminds us that, like, we got to put a, we got to put some realism on these guys, right? When, when we see them as such big favorites, we just think that they're unstoppable and they're one of the best fighters. But we got to be careful. Don't overvalue guys just because they look good in certain fights. See how they match up against guys and go from there. And again, even with Woodson, see who he matches up against and go from there. Bad News saying, yeah, I understand what he did. I'm talking about the strikes after he had him rocked. He didn't do anything want the to do that spaghetti legs. I'm surprised he didn't go for it either. MMA Jesus saying Vitoria Whitaker has a better chance of beating Alex Pereira. Who has a better chance of beating Pereira? Um, I'd say Whitaker. I don't know Whitaker or Vitoria. Like Vitoria's durability is nuts, so he might be able to take some shots better than Whitaker. But like I think Whitaker has better wrestling than Vittori, so maybe he's more successful in getting Pereira to the ground. I don't know. I probably passed. Um, Last one. What's your take on Ferguson getting back in so soon and given the opponents? I think the UFC just gave him a bunch of money and said, hey, we need to bolster up this UFC 279 card. You know, here's the list of guys that we're going to give you. Well, we, you know, we're not even expecting you to cut down to 155 pounds. You can fight at 170. Just fight for us, please. And that's why I think he's getting back inside the cage. So tough considering he's fighting a big power puncher like Lee Li Jing Leong. But, uh, yeah, I-, I won't be paying, playing that side either way because I'm expecting Lee to be a huge favorite. And Ferguson, very tough to trust him at this point in his career. Corey was saying, you're the GOAT. I what you do luck. Thank you, brother. Truly appreciate the love. Tyler Rose saying, "Wow, how many fights are falling off of this Paris card? They got to add something else. To it. was going to parlay Hamos and Whitaker. Well, you're going to have to look for other spots, my friend. I blinked. To, I believe there's only ten fights on this card now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, only ten fights on this UFC Paris card next week. Speaking of only a certain amount of fights." Uh, the September 17th card has 16 fights scheduled for it. 16. That's the uh, Corey Sandhagen and Song Dong fight. But I don't think I've ever seen so many fights scheduled for a card. I remember one time we got 15 fights on the card. It'll be amazing if all 16 are able to stay on to this uh, September 17th card. Also, shout out to this fight being in Paris next week. Uh, early start time, right? I believe they're going to be kicking off prelims at noon Eastern. Always love when they're early. But I will be in Montreal, funnily enough, during that weekend as it is Labor Day a long weekend up here in Canada. Lozron Dream saying it feels so empty without UFC this weekend. I totally feel your pain, my friend. I feel your pain, but it's nice that we had contender series last night. We'll have another contender series next week. There's one FC this weekend as well in case anybody really wants some MMA action. But for me as a content creator, as somebody that puts in as much time as I do to the work that I do, I'm happy to just sit back and not really care and just chill. You know what I mean? Just chill, take my time with my work, not feel like I have a fire under my ass to meet deadlines and shit. I might need me to nap after this, it seems. Speaking of later this evening, actually, uh, the Deadlock podcast will be back. That's a show that me and my guy Clint do together. And we're kind of pushing it similar to what we do for this show. Uh, And that's just talking to the chat. So we'll be starting off the show, obviously, talking about the big fallout of UFC 278. Uh, and then we'll be getting into the live chat So if you guys want to come through for that Please do That'll be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight Over on the Deadlock Podcast YouTube channel So make sure you guys come through for that Um, Seems like I've caught up with the live chat We still got... About 15 minutes in here with you guys. My guy, Elijah Dream, is obviously going to pop by for that. Appreciate the love, as always, my friend. I just want to take a nap. You know what I mean? Maybe after this, I'll, I'll hit the sack for a little bit. But um want to finish the Contender Series Week 7 Index so that you guys can have that tomorrow and then do a couple fights of research uh, for the following index card as well or index Ooh, contentious card can you guys tell i need a nap <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i did uh why the fuck i'm so tired but goddamn, damn well, on dream saying i can't nap during the day unless i'm extremely hungover and tired i like i went to sleep at 4 a.m last night woke up at maybe 11 a.m um i just need to sleep i guess Nathan Petra saying Ricky Simone versus Marab next I'd be surprised if Marab would take that fight you know he just beat a legend in Jose Aldo I think he's expecting one of these top guys let's see what the UFC rankings have to say Um, Bantamweight yeah Marab is top three now So maybe, you know, we obviously know that he's not going to fight Aljamain Sterling. He's teased going down to 125 pounds. Don't know if that's going to actually happen. Um, Maybe Mirab against the winner of San Hagen and Song Yedong. You know, that fight's going down September 17th, so you could definitely fight the winner of that fight. Uh, Dillashaw is fighting Aljo for the fight, title next. Piriyan's fighting Sean O'Malley in October. Maybe Mirab versus Chito Vera. they both just be bantamweight or at least you know, lower weight class legends. Why not Mirab versus Vera? I like that as well. JC saying gone Whitaker, Hackbrass, Parley for the next card. I like those all, but I'm a little bit sketched out by a hack cross myself. Lodge on Dream saying, Jesus, I don't know how the fuck you stay up so late because I wake up so late. <laughs> That's probably why. Corey, he was saying, it's the wake and bake lock. We all know. I haven't baked at all this morning. I'll be honest. I saved that for the nighttime now. Lodge on Dream saying, I'm knocked by 11 every night. There you go. White House saying hey, Locke, is Tuivasa a live dog or gone too fast and smart for him to get trapped and mauled. I do not think Tuivasa is a live dog. I think the only way you could possibly play that fight is Tuivasa by knockout. But even then, I, I really don't think he's going to get it done. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what the gone by sub prop is. Because I think that would look pretty good. Uh over under is set at three and a half. You know. If I wasn't getting fucked by props left and right over the last couple of weeks, I probably look at the under three and a half in that spot. Over two and a half for Vittorio uh, Whitaker is minus two sixty five. Rick Lewis saying probably all the tape starting content creating, log shit be tiresome. It is. It is. But uh, we stay busy stay grinding, so that we can continue to drop content for you guys, as you guys always come through on a daily basis. It seems love seeing you guys in here every single day. A large on dream saying dope new untold story series came out yesterday too. all about the rise and fall of and one. I started the beginning of that, but uh, you know, I, I changed up my mind about like five minutes into it, but I'm definitely going to be watching that. You know, I was a big and one guy back in the day. I loved and one. Shout out to An1 Sneakers when they had uh, Vince Carter. You know, I think he wore them for the dunk contest that he won that year. I think the year 2000 or 2001, but uh, fuck yeah, I'm totally in. You know, super nostalgic feeling seeing some of the names that they were bringing up. You know, The Professor, Main Event, Escalade, um, fucking Hot Sauce. Skip to my Lou. Shout out to to Ray for Allison, former Toronto Raptor. I loved it. Good shout there, Aldo Ajuan. Nathan is saying, in my opinion, Ricky Simone, Sandhagen, or Yudong are future title holders. You think O'Malley touches gold? Uh, I think he might eventually get a title shot, but I don't think he'll be able to get it. Or at least win it. I think the guys that you laid out before that are all future title challengers. I think Sandhagen beats Yudong, though. So I think Yudong might be capped at a certain spot as well. MMA Jesus saying, if a fighter gets knocked out to the point where ref would stop the fight, but the knockout is caused by illegal knee, should the fighter really be given a chance on whether to continue? Ref should call it. I kind of agree, but Woodson seemed to be ready to go and wanted to, to fight on. Um, you know, we saw something like this for the, the Japanese kid that's fighting on the next contender series. He foot stomped a guy and knocked him out clean, but he was holding the fence while he did it. So they actually DQ'd the guy even though he knocked his opponent up. So maybe they could go that way as well. on Dream say makes sense. I'm passed out by 11, but wake up at 6.45. Yeah, I am not a morning person at all. If you guys remember, if you guys have been following me for over a year now, you guys know I tried being a morning person. I just cannot do it. I cannot do the morning thing. I love the nighttime. You know what I mean? I love to work at night. The whole house is quiet. That's where I like to get most of my work done. Corey Yipo saying, I hope Suhudo gets a shot versus Volk. I think he wants Suhudo to see the real deal. I don't know if he beats Volkanovsky personally, but I'd love to see it as well. But I don't want to hear Suhudo's name until something is actually set in stone because I'm tired of hearing about these guys who just don't fight. I'm tired of hearing about John Jones. I'm tired of hearing about Henry Suhudo. You know, these guys, Conor McGregor. You know, Get a fight signed. Then I'll be excited about the return. Narco cop in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. Data White Contender Series. I'm coming through. You know I'm coming through. <laughs> um made Jesus saying I got the over one and a half in his numbers as Charles. Then a couple hours later, my bookie changed it to over two and a half. I feel special. Well, it should always have been set at two and a half. And I'd like the under personally. I think we're gonna get some violence early in that fight. Lajon Dream saying N1 Mixtape Tour was sick, too. I loved it. I loved watching those. You know, as a kid, it was fucking amazing. JC saying, what's your three-legger parlay for the next card on top of your head? I've only researched four of the ten fights so far. Um, I likely won't be making a crazy parlay for this event, but just off the top of my head, I'd go Gone Whitaker. um... Man, I can't give you anything else Maybe Benoit Saint-Denis and Imovov But like I haven't taped Ailin Prez, I haven't taped Magomedov I haven't taped Figlak. I don't trust Hack Prast Yeah that's the That's the three I'd go with BP saying UFC 280 Isn't good for a betting in my opinion Only Lena's Marina Mokaev Everything else is 50-50 Uh are the odds completely out for that card? For some reason they have a list as UFC 281, and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six fights with odds on, on them right now, right? I'm going to be looking... Oh. Seems like there are props for Oliveira and Mahachev. Under two and a half at minus 160. That's the spot that I'd be looking to hit. Give me under two and a half in all of Charles Oliveira fights, and I'll always bet them. Always. <laughs> uh, Brady, maybe minus 130. Got to watch the tape on that. i like Marina Rodriguez at minus 155. Maqai at minus 800 on certain spots. That's hilarious. TJ Dillashaw, plus 140, could be a good shot. Might be taking an underdog spot there. Lajuan Dreams saying, uh, just love the morning routine of coffee on Wake and Bake. Don't blame me for that. Reese Pulfer saying, hey, Reese from Ankle Pick Pod. I watch you every day. I love this. Appreciate the love and uh, and support, my friend. Great to see you in the chat here, brother. Papa Chuck. Saying Matt pretty glad to catch Lock Talk today. We only got five minutes left, my friend. So if you really want to watch it, you'd have to hit that rewind. But I'm about to hop on out of here. Urban Men, New Jersey, saying Mick fucking Parkin, let's go. You already know, my friend. Detective Allen saying Gunn is a very solid pick. Yes, but he is minus 600. Maybe look for a prop in that fight. Nathan saying, I'm tired of hearing this name, John Jones, too. It's brutal. He barely beat Reyes via decision and Reyes is up to fight Ryan Spann. Fuck out of here. Hey, I think that John Jones is still one of the greatest fighters of all time, but at a certain point, you got to step in the cage and start fighting again. Corey Epo saying, 280, too far to even talk about, hey, it's not my birthday as well. Like, it is legit the same day as my birthday. So, great birthday gift from the UFC to me. Maybe I'll do a live stream or something that day while I'm watching the fights and getting fucked up with you guys maybe 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 jc saying do you think uh, Imovov versus buckley is a close fight i do not well i think the odds are somewhat correct where they're at like i would rather like if i were to bet imov it would poss- possibly be closer to about minus 200 than minus 260 but i think he wins that fight uh, i think Imovav keeps him at bay touches him up from distance and beats him that way um you know, Buckley's wrestling, I think people might look at that a little bit too hard, considering he landed five takedowns against Al-Hassan, but Imovav, takedown defense much better at this point in time, not to mention uh, his movement and his ability to dictate the range. I think he's going to be very big for him here. Um, yeah, I like Imovov. You know, just watch the Antonio Ahoyal fight for Joaquin Buckley. He drops the first round because he just can't break the distance there from an Ohio. But once Ohoyo starts to slow down, that's when he gets knocked the fuck out. But I think Imovov has a solid enough gas tank to go the full 15 minutes if he needs to. Papa Chuck saying, five minutes is good enough for me. Would have been great to have you on for the rest of the show. Koryipa saying, that would be awesome. Maybe, maybe. I might get too drunk and too baked to uh, say things that are YouTube friendly. Detective Allen saying, bro, that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll get a bunch of uh, super chats that day because it's my birthday. People trying to give me some uh, some love. We'll see. <laughs> Low T City Ortega. I love the name saying, have you talked about Wood versus Jordan yet? Uh, a bunch, but I'll just give you the cliff notes here. I like Wood as an underdog. Got to finish the tape later today, but I will likely be taking a shot on an underdog spot on him here. You know, a lot of people like to parlay him as heavy chalk. If you're not playing him as an underdog here, you know, it just goes to show that you're just happy to play heavy chalk on any guy. Wood has decent skills. Jordan, entertaining fighter, but the hype on him is more so based on his entertainment value, not the, um, you know, not his in cage capabilities. Aaron asking, what do I think about Yanni the Greek? I love Yanni. Uh, You know, have only ever had positive interactions with him. I think the, you know, the narrative out there, you know, the fade, the Greek type of thing, and everybody always talking shit about him. The guy, I think he's more so bet for team sports because he's very statistics driven and numbers driven, and I don't think that really plays into MMA as much. And you know, I think that's why he gets the shit. But like, again, I've 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 had the show. Uh, sorry, I've had the guy on my show. You know. Uh, back in the day on the Ultimate Wayne show, I have a good rapport with him. He's been nothing but good to me. I just think that the cool thing at this point in time is just to keep saying fade the Greek or just talk shit about him. I'm not going. I'm not going to be involved with that stuff. I'm not that type of dude. He's good on team sports, maybe not so much recently with the MMA side of things. But he has the platform, and that's why I think people are hating on him and dreams saying I actually like Yanni's perspective on betting. There you go. JC saying, have you been in circa Vegas? I have. I have. Um that's where actually where I got the hat from. Actually, shout out to Nick Kalikas, right? The the co host of the On the Line podcast with uh or show with uh, with Yanni the Greek. But uh Nick Kalikas, you know, works for Circa Sports. He's the odds maker over there and you know helps with a lot of their money management and and risk management there. But uh, when I went to Vegas last year, you know, the guy, you know, I believe it was the Thursday I got out there. We got together at, I oh, was sorry, Friday. We got together at uh, Circa and just got shit faced together, talked fights for hours and hours. Uh, and then after the fights that I went to at the UFC, the next day, um, I had to go back to Circa that same night to collect my winnings from the bets that i had made there. And uh, uh, that night, you know, after the fights had ended and after a shift had ended, he just hit me up. He goes, Hey, you know, come through and I'll show you the behind the scenes of all this stuff. So I really got to enjoy myself, um, you know, seeing the behind the scenes of Circa, how they, you know, move lines and move odds, all that stuff, seeing all these crazy bets. Like you'd be surprised, like, like the the people that post their bets on Twitter isn't even a fraction of the people that actually make bets. That's something that we always have to remember. Right. Um, but there's so many guys out there, and this is the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. There's so many guys that are putting thousands and thousands of dollars on heavy chalk lines, specifically on specific golfers to not win tournaments. So, like, they'll bet minus 800, minus 2,000, and they'll put like 40 grand on it that this guy's not going to win it, the, or that this guy's not going to win the golf tournament. That's where the money comes from. It's hilarious. But yeah, shout out to uh Nick Kalikas, one of my, you know, one of my favorite guys. I was starstruck when he followed me, you know, a couple of years ago now. But uh, we stayed in touch a lot. I've done a little bit of work for his website. Um, but when I went down there to Vegas, he was the one that showed me a lot of great love, big hospitality. That's why I'll rep the circus sports. Say that I work for the bookies, say it. Because I'm wearing a circus sports hat, but it was because out of love for my guy, Nick Kalikas. Uh, and yes, in terms of the Circus Sports, sports book, amazing. Fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, Nathan saying Yanez versus Shore. I'd lean Shore there a little bit. If that fight is made, I would lean Shore over Yanez. JC saying, do you know anything about St. Denis' opponent? He has a bunch of sub wins. I haven't. I haven't taped that fight yet. Prism Mike saying, back in the clink, Yanni used to tell me. <laughs> is tailing what I think it means, or is it something else that they call it in the clink? Uncle Weezy saying, nice work, Locke. Thanks for putting in the work on the week's off, man. No worries, my friend. I love it. I love it. Corey was saying, he's good, but nobody ever is submitting St. Denis. I always want to take violence in St. Denis fights. Lajor on Dream saying, what Weezy said. Yes, sir. Detective Allen saying, damn, Alameo. If I made it bad like that, I'd turn into the biggest hater of all time watching. There you go. <laughs> Logan dream saying any plans on going to another ufc event soon i want to go to msg i'm not sure if it's going to come to fruition though would be nice to go down there morgan kinsey saying have you ever met clint in person if not do you plan to i'd love to i believe he's down somewhere in arizona but uh you know it's tough you know being up here in canada and him down in arizona but i would absolutely love to meet the guy in person i feel like i've already met him in person because we do so much content together and you know we talk as often as we do i love the guy you know. Very, very solid dude. Obviously, we're going to be doing a podcast later today, Deadlock Podcast. Make sure you guys tune in at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Deadlock Podcast channel. Otherwise, just check my Twitter page and you'll see the link for the for the stream there. But yeah, Clint is my guy. Clint is my guy. on Dream saying MSG tickets however expensive, aren't they? That's exactly why I'm like, I don't know if I'm 100% going to go. But uh, I wouldn't mind going if I could make it happen. All right, we've hit the hour and three-minute mark of the podcast. Usually I wrap this up right at an hour. Um, let's just quickly see here. Here's Mike saying, my man, like, I can't get the Spray 10 off. There you go. <laughs> James is saying, Yanni is a proven winner, though, over many years, but he says regression too much. You can't use regression in MMA. If a football team has won a lot recently, it doesn't mean a loss is due. There you go. See, his style is more so based for team sports, in my opinion. That's all I got to say. All right, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I'll be back, like I said, tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, for Deadlock Podcast. Come through there. We're doing the same thing over there. Me and Clint will be talking to the live chat, so you guys can absolutely ask your questions there. Uh, Otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow for another edition of MMA Log Talk. You already know, 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, that's the way to do it. All right, love you guys. Catch you guys over on the Deadlock Podcast, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Peace. Peace.